This conversation is brought to you in part by Calavo Growers, the family of fresh. Hey, hi, ho, everybody. Welcome. We're super stoked you're here. I have to tell you, I am probably the most excited today of all of 2022 to have these young gentlemen hang out with me today. This is by far one of the coolest things I have come across this year. And it is an absolute honor today to not only be their welcome to the world, first time ever podcast hanging out with me, but to be able to share this story with you. Because I talk all the time on this broadcast about inspiration and be inspired. And I'm telling you right now, I have found the mother load of inspiration today. Would you please, everybody, just pull over in the car, get ready to clap, put the weights down, get out from underneath the desk so you can give a high five to the person next to you in the cubicle. Please welcome all the way over from Germany right now. Got them rolling early in the day, late in the evening. I don't even know what time it is right now. Please welcome the chief technology officer, the CEO... And CFO, the COO, Jonas, Lucas, and Raphael from Plantation, which means plants in rotation. Please welcome these three superstars that are going to blow you out of the water. Gentlemen, I am stoked you're here today. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for, thanks having, for having us. us. It's Don't an honor. Thanks. It's an absolutely, it's my honor. I am so fired up to have you guys here today. I am so impressed with you three. I am so excited to share with people what you're doing because it is so cool. But before we do that, and you guys decide who's going first, you can fist fight it out. I don't really care. But tell everybody a little bit about who you are. Just introduce yourself if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind. Who's going to go first? Rock, paper, scissors. Who's going? So I am Lucas. I'm 17 years old. Um, and I am from the east of Germany, as we all are. I visit the Karl Friedrich Gauss Gymnasium in Frankfurt Oder, that's in uh, eastern Brandenburg near the Polish border. And I'm in grade 11 right now. So I'm preparing for my exams next year and trying to have some fun with Plantation and Raphael and Jonas together. So, yeah, that's just, um, just, just, just nothing, no big deal. Just trying to prepare for college and then do this business on the side. I get it, man. Nothing to do. Crazy. Anyway. I love um, it. So um, I regularly take part in several um, competitions in the field of mathematics and partially also informatics and chemistry, although chemistry is actually someone else's um, expertise here. And yeah. That's I love it. it. All right. Who's next? Yeah, I think Graf should go. Hey, yeah, so like I'm Raphael, um, as Lucas, I'm located like in the eastern part of Germany, in Brandenburg. Um, I'm visiting also the Karl Friedrich Gauss Gymnasium, which is a Mint Excellence Center. And therefore, I'm taking part in several like competitions regarding science and mathematics. And yes, like I try to change something in the world through like plantation. That's my. I love problem. it. I love it. Okay, so go ahead, Jonas. I'll, I'll go last. Um, I basically fill out the team. Um, I love working on plantation with Lucas and Rafi. We both go to the same school. So as both said, the Karl Friedrich Gauss Gymnasium for you guys, it's like a STEM school, basically. Right. So we have a, we have a big focus on those. And like, 
I'm really passionate about chemistry. Lucas already touched on that. Actually, my laptop is sitting on like a set chemistry books. So uh, yeah, I'm really into that. And that's also like where my love and passion for plantation comes from. And yes, yeah, so we're excited to work on this while doing school. And this works great. It's unbelievable. I can't, I can't wait. I mean, you guys, you guys are the hottest, you're the hottest boy band in Europe right now. I'm just telling you right now. You got to be. You guys are going to break yeah. the chart. You're going to break the charts with this. Let's get into it, boys, because there's a lot to talk about here. And, I, and you know, we spent our time prepping a little bit and going through this. Um, I, I think it's would would be really um, a, a first step for us to kind of frame up the why behind what it is that you're doing. And I know that there's a lot of passion in your heart on, on a lot of issues. And and. Let's start with that if we can. And, and I'm going to throw the questions out. You guys decide who's going first, second, third, whatever. I don't care. Um, but let's talk first off and how big your concern is today for the planet's health. Okay. So um, basically what kind of frustrates me is that there are certain issues to which we actually have rather obvious solutions, in my opinion, um, especially in the area of food and food resilience. Because right now there are certain ways we um, do things, um, certain ways agriculture works nowadays that are very inefficient and that could be fixed um, if we would just start fixing them uh, because the solutions are already there. And so my concern for our planet's health, uh, our planet's health stems from the issues with climate change and um uh, water crises all over the world. You can even see it in Germany. And actually, we are in a very good position compared to other um, developing, uh, developing countries on other continents. So if we really, or since we experience these issues, I think that we should actually start solving them instead of always just saying, okay, well, um, there's climate change and there are water crises. So we got to ration the water in Brandenburg this year. Now it's cool that we realize there are issues, but actually there are solutions and that's what we have to realize now, instead of just being um, in shock and just waiting for others to solve the problems, which is why I think that we can actually succeed with plantations in making these approaches, at least to some of these issues, more known and more popular by bringing it directly into supermarkets, which we will explain later. Absolutely. Anybody else got a thought? Yes. So to touch on Lucas, so I think uh, one problem that I mainly see is that often like problems are really like seen with this negative mindset that like this is an overwhelming problem we can solve it um and like we have a growing population all over the world and that will just uh, increase the problem so often the solution is well let's grow some more trees but if we have a bigger population then we need more space for uh, food production and then we have to cut down the trees and so on so often there's this very negative mindset but mm -hmm. I think like for me personally, um, I think the most important thing is to like turn this into a positive mind mindset and think about the solutions that uh, we can incorporate in our world. And that's really like the problem I see. So for our planet's health, 
there are lots of problems, but I think the biggest problem is that we don't tackle enough of them. So yeah, I think a positive mindset here and like really trying to solve the problems is very important. 100% agree with that. I mean, there's there, you you can't you, you take a look at problems today and you wonder why we can't solve them. And you take a look at the length of time that some of these problems have existed longer than you've been on this planet. It's shocking to me. It's shocking to me here in the state that I live in in the, in the United States, water's a huge issue. And we've got communities that don't have water at the end of summer because their well systems dry up and the plan is to fix it by 2040. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense, right? To your point, yeah. it doesn't make that. Rafael, you have any thoughts? Yeah, like I'd like to say, um, as a human race, we always face like some challenges and also the earth is constant changing. And I guess like this right now is a point where we as a, as a human race have to change. We have to start do something to enable a food supply to everywhere so that everyone gets to eat food, that everyone has enough food, that everyone has enough water, especially so that we're like being, um, being aware of our environment and that we're being aware of our um, own consumption, especially when you talk about food waste and so on. So I see this right now as the chance to get to a new level and as a chance to uh, get to the point where we can live with our current circumstances. Well, so gentlemen, I, I'm knew this was going to be good and we just got started. I told you folks, you want to be inspired. I found the three unicorns out there that are going to make your day a hell of a lot better. So talk to me a little bit more. Let's get more specific, right? And I, and I, want, to, I want to look at what you think at this point are the biggest opportunities to make viable changes, right? Because I think that's, to your point, you know, uh, you guys brought this up. It's like, we have these issues that we don't seem to solve. Right. We keep talking about them. And it's interesting that we do keep talking about it. It's like we don't want to solve them. Like some people do, some people don't. And the other side, some people do, some people don't. It's nuts. So talk to me a little bit about what you think the biggest opportunity to change us. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nelia Alamo at Calavo. Thanks for listening to Todd Versations. At Calavo, we are the family of fresh. For almost 100 years, our passion has been bringing delicious and nutritious food to your table. From tasty, wholesome produce to our freshly prepared foods, Calavo is a global leader in the finest quality produce and a pioneer of healthy, fresh-cut fruits, vegetables, and prepared foods. Whether it's our farm-fresh avocados, tomatoes, Hawaiian papayas, or chef-inspired solutions including fresh-cut fruits, veggies, guacamole, and much more, Calavo takes pride in delivering our fabulously fresh products every day. It's our promise from our foodie family to yours. Check us out at Calavo.com and learn why we are excited about your fresh possibilities ahead. So in my opinion, you got to start first by analyzing what's the exact issue. So one of the big issues is the water crisis. It means we don't have enough water that we can actually drink. It's not that there isn't enough water at all. It's just the uh, water we can drink isn't there or not enough of it. So that means we got to look where we uh, use it and where we use too much of it and um, where we waste it. And a big part of that nowadays is still agriculture because a lot of water is um, being contaminated with fertilizers as well as pesticides. That means the water is still there, of course, but 
it is um, being contaminated in, contaminated to, mm -hmm. to an increasing degree. And we just don't stop pouring all these chemicals into the water. So we've got to see where there are ways to just maybe not use them at all, use these chemicals more efficiently, or make find ways to get them out of the water again. And one solution, obviously, would be to only give plants as much water as they actually need. And you can do that by simply taking away the soil from below the, from below the plants so that you can um, collect all the water they don't soak up. And you can use that water again and again until the plants actually consume that water. And that means that you can cut water consumption dramatically. And therefore, you can already save a lot of water. Another issue is that animals right now, livestock, uh, they consume a lot of um, soy and all the soy obviously needs water to be grown. Now, what would be a solution? Eat less meat. And in order to decrease meat consumption, you need alternatives, which could obviously be lettuce among others. And so you, as lettuce, as lettuce can be grown aeroponically very easily, it is very easy actually to solve that part of the issue. All, obviously, there are more aspects to this equation. Um, for example, I think it's the Colorado River um, mm -hmm. whose water is being used by um, constellation yeah. brands right. um, downstream towards Mexico, I think. And so the local communities there don't have enough drinking water anymore. And well, maybe just don't build a factory that uses a whole bunch of water where you actually need a whole bunch of water for the population. So these issues are easy to solve, at least easy in the way that we know how to solve them. And now we just got to do it. And that's why I think it is actually a very obvious solution to use hydroponics, to use aeroponics, um, and to just analyze these issues more instead of just naming the issues. Yes, yeah, so well if said. I may touch on that. Please. If, uh, yeah, so I think one very important thing is to like zoom out, like because we're all focused on like uh, problems. But if you zoom out, like if you think about it, what does everyone has to do every day? Everybody eats every day and everybody drinks. And then if you look at it, like, Basically, there are a lot of problems. And if you think about them, you see them. And then, like, this is really the opportunity to, to go to the root of the problems and try solving them from there. Because um, there are problems that lead to more problems. And then if you're just solving, like, the tip of the iceberg, that isn't really a major change. So you really want to zoom out, look at the root of the problem, and then try to solve that one. And that's then the big problem that you're solving. And that's what we're trying to do. I love it. Rafi, anything? Yeah, like, I'd like to see like uh, this whole thing of like eating food and growing it and so on, it's like a whole circle. And to uh, like actually target some problems in the circle, you have to look at this whole circle and look where can I optimize the things that are going on right there. 
So in our case, we looked at the fields and we said, oh, okay, like there's so much water going just wasting the ground. There's so much fertilizers that are used. And um, yes, so I like to see it like as a whole, as a whole thing, and then I like try to optimize specific things about it. I love it. <laughs> you guys are already blowing me out of the water. We're two questions deep. Yeah. So, so let so let's talk a little bit about because we've we've covered we've, we've talked a little bit about your worrying about the planet's future, and I think it's so important that people take time to listen to folks like you that are the next generation, that are the ones that are going to be having to pick up the mess that people in front of you have continued to make. And I think it's so impactful for people to hear that, you know, at your age in high school, you're thinking about these things at a much deeper level than probably a boatload of people three times your age are actually thinking about it. So individually, I want to ask this question of you, what has impacted you the most that, that, that really got you to kind of get your call to action? I mean, what was the moment, that aha moment that said, this is it, I got to go do this? Um, Who's going first? Yeah, so uh, maybe I'll start. Okay. Um, so obviously you like, um, you like understand where things that are going on. Like at a certain age, you understand, okay, with climate change and politicians, some are trying to do something, some still say. <laughs> oh, we lost Jonas. Personally. There he is. Uh, and I had this aha moment that you were talking about was when like, uh, climate goals were set and then they were not met and people were like pushing them back and to me I don't see how you can push these goals back like because like for me this is like the major issue because this is like uh, the human species this is our planet and then like like I think I should change something yeah I love it I love it Who's next? Okay. Um, for me, one of the huge points was water drought in Brandenburg too, because I already touched the issue several times. Sure. Um, it's really something that we experience here too. And often you have just numbers somewhere in the news that tell you there is a problem, but this is some, some, something that we actually see and experience in our everyday lives uh, throughout the summer. And so I think that's what um, made me want to change something about it. Love it. Rafi. Yeah, so um, I'd say like experiencing that this is like such a big problem, experiencing that like seas, like especially lakes, um, in our like environment in our region, um, having so much water going to waste and losing so much water that was like a point to me to realize okay there's something wrong i need to change it and that's like what motivated me to like stop this whole thing and to like try to find a solution for that problem and yes i love it i'll tell you what guys that is unbelievable answers and i think again incredibly important that the world hears what's in the heart of our next generation. And you guys are doing a great job explaining that. So now we framed up part of this story about the why and what it is. Let's get to the meat of the story. Let's get to chapter three here. Let's get everybody up to speed. What is plantation? And I can't wait to get into this. So who's going first? 
Okay, so, yeah, so basically Lucas, Lucas first. Yeah. Late on me, Lucas. What's because you're the CEO? You're just bossing people around. I can already see it. And by the way, let me just ask before we get any farther, before you ask the question, who wins the arguments amongst you three? I think it's a very democratic process. Yeah. It's good that we're three people, so <laughs> I love this it. works I, really well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. So tell everybody, Lucas, lay it on me, brother. Tell me, what is plantation? Okay, so basically the plantation is um, it's like a cabinet in which you can grow plants, but you don't grow them like you would on a field. Instead, you use rotating drums. Um, so you got to imagine that you have these drums and there are plants that grow towards the outside of the drums while their roots are on the inside of the drums. And then you don't just have two drums next to each other or something. Instead, you place them on top of each other on several levels. In our case, those are three levels. Um, and that means that you can grow about 1,300 plants per month in one plantation. Um, it's about two meters wide and six meters long. And there you basically grow all your plants and you can use it all year. You have a completely closed system inside this cabinet, um, which means that you have no um, pests that could um, disturb the plants growing. And therefore, you don't need any pesticides or any of these chemicals. What you do need, though, is fertilizer. However, you need much less as it is a closed cycle. Right. And that means you can grow all your plants inside the plantation all year long and only need nine square meters of um, ground acreage to grow all your plants. Unbelievable. So they're growing in drums, right? So before I say, anybody else want to throw anything on top of that? Jonas, yeah, no, I think he, he, he hey, covered kind of nail. Yeah, he kind of nailed it. Oh, yeah. CEO. We, uh, CEO, we got to have goals. We expect them to nail stuff. So I got to ask this question, you know, because we're talking about drums, right? We're talking about plants in rotation. Where did this idea come from? I mean, did somebody wake up one morning and go, hey, I got an idea? I mean, where did it come from? Okay, yeah, so, so um, it's a long story. Lucas can start. I'll jump I'm in. Sorry. Okay. Um, so basically, I just heard of vertical farming, and Rafael and I, we were both interested in the topic. And um, through a YouTube video, I heard of the so-called Ovechopal effect. Uh, because an institute in Germany, the Fraunhofer Institute, you may know it actually, um, published a study on this effect and how it can affect plant growth. And so we got into the topic and um, took a, a deeper dive into the issue, into the matter. And we actually found out that one of the students at our school was working on a similar project for a science competition for youth. And he actually won there. Um, so we talked to him about how to optimize the environment for plants to grow in order to maximize their growth with minimal efforts of energy, water, and fertilizer. And um, that's how we got to um, work on plantation. I approached yeah, exactly. Apple, so that we could work together and then we um, got Jonas. Yeah, so uh, Lucas and Rafi approached me and asked whether I wanted to hop on the train basically. 
uh, and worked with them on the project. And yeah, so I was really excited. And we started out um, with a concept that was like a small cube. Uh, you can imagine like a washing machine, mm -hmm. uh, maybe that you put in your kitchen um, to grow your plants at home. And we uh, figured out what this concept should look like and so on. And we worked on it for a competition here that's called Startup Teens. So it's specifically for youth um, who want to build their own startups. Um, and then we, so with this competition, there come like mentors and so on. And after some time, after refining the concept and so on, we talked to our mentor. It was like really close to the deadline, but uh, we asked them what they thought about our concept. And she basically said, yeah, that sounds great. But what about what if you guys use like put, put the plantation in the stores and not into the homes? Uh, of the of the people of the individuals um so we basically in one week um drew up this whole new concept like made new 3d models and everything um ahead of the end we we got it done uh, so that was great um, did you win uh, no i think we got uh, fourth place um we we needed like two percent of votes or something more and then we would have gotten into the final round well, uh, but we're gonna we take a new we're gonna take a new vote after this podcast to see if we can't <laughs> get you to win across this country <laughs> yeah exactly so uh that was our mentor dr julia kern and then we like worked on several competitions like working on our business plan which we have done like the past two years uh, a lot and there was also one international competition that uh, thought for food challenge. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, we took part. Uh, sadly, we didn't get get to fly out to Brooklyn, uh, but that's okay. Um, that was basically the first time we wrote our business plan in English as well. And like uh, since then, we uh, really improved our concept and made it so really efficient. Now, um, just last month, we. Uh, went to another competition where we were finalists. So we were again in the top seven. Um, and we got lots of feedback from people in the industry and like from investors. And like the main feedback was that it should be smaller. And so we did that. And now we basically have a very, very efficient version of the plantation that we can or are trying to put into stores. Unbelievable. Rafi, you got anything to throw on top? Yes, I'd like to say that we're like not finished already. I'd say that there will be some changes, I guess. So um, we're constantly improving, constantly looking for like things to improve on our like plantation. And that's why I guess two years from now, three years from now could be like a whole different model. Let's see. <laughs> three years okay. from now, you guys, three years from now, you're going to be owning the world. I can see it. The three, the three new Elons are in front of me right now. I can see that. By the way, Elon, let's talk real His fast. Brother's in the industry. Yeah, he is. He does indeed. Yeah, yeah I know. He's, he's got a company here to say it's pretty interesting. Kendall Musk is his name. Tell yeah. me, though, honestly, do you think Elon's an alien? Yes or no? <laughs> well, I guess I'm if probably. he is, then yeah, okay, he so that's one yeah. very advanced technology in order to get here in the first place. And so we probably won't find out as he is so much more advanced than we are. Well said. Well said. Okay, so 
We're growing these plants inside. We're moving these things over to the grocery stores now. We're taking them to the stores because that way people can have food on demand, fresh as can possibly be. But you're using a system called aeroponics, right? And if you wouldn't mind, because some people do know, some people don't know. Can you just explain um, what is aeroponics and how this system, you know, kind of its growing methodology a little bit? So um, aeroponics means that you basically take away all the soil from the plants mm -hmm. and you say, actually, you just need the roots because roots are where the, water, the plants get their water from. And now you still got to get water to the roots. Now, what do you do? You can either just um, let them touch water um, mm -hmm. or you can spray water onto the roots or into the air where the roots are. Uh, using mist nozzles. So you basically just create mist. You don't have to use mist nozzles necessarily. There is also um, ultrasonic wave technology, which creates these uh, tiny, tiny droplets using ultrasonic, uh, ultrasonic sound. Um, and using that, you create that mist. And this mist is able to give these plants both a lot of water, but also a lot of oxygen, because that's often an issue that in soil and other substrates, the plants or the roots specifically don't get enough air. And with aeroponics, you don't have that issue. And in addition to that, you can always just um, collect all the water that the plants don't use, which is most of the water actually, yeah. and just reuse it over and over again. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what we do. So um, you have to imagine, so, Basically, when the plants are like really small, when they're just seeds, the problem is they don't have uh, like you can't use aeroponics. Um, so we grow them uh, until they have roots that are so you can grow them in the plantation until they have roots that are long enough to like right. use for aeroponics. And then like in the drums that Lucas described earlier, um, like because the plants grow outwards and the roots go inwards, the the drum as itself is like a closed environment of itself. Um, so you have the plantation and then the drum. Um, and so there you have the mist nozzles that are basically given, giving the, the water to the roots of the rotating plantation. So you don't have to, uh, of the rotating drum. So you don't have to have lots of mist nozzles because the plants are rotating around it and you're really creating this high density of the water and everything that's not used just goes back into the water cycle and that's how we basically get uh 95 of water less and i think that's pretty amazing <laughs> that's unbelievable that's unbelievable rafi you got anything to add i mean it's kind of if not, I'll no, move to it. No, yeah, I got kind of hit. So let's let's get into this because this is what just blows me out of the water and is so fascinating. Talk to me about what is the orbital effect. So basically, like the Fraunhofer Institute, uh, like they uh, found it, and um, it says that plants who experience a constant realignment in the gravitational field, um, right. their leaves grow hormones. So grow energy fast. Unreal. Okay, so I have to slow down. Are you okay? Oh, okay, okay. Um, so yes, like the orbital effect um, is like an effect that occurs to plants um, when you realign them in the gravitational field. So when you rotate them, 
they actually start to produce growth hormones, which leads them to like grow better and uh, like even grow a little bit faster. So um, it's actually pretty good for the plant to be rotated since also the uh, light source is evolving and it's going around the plant. So since the plant is moving away from the light, um, the plant tries to grow through to the light and that way the plants grow better and uh, faster. Um, yeah, so, so you, you basically have to imagine plants grow upwards, right? If you plant your plant, it grows upwards. But our plants with the drum, the drum is rotating. So some of the plants are facing downwards, some are facing sidewards and so on, you know? Mm -hmm. Like plants want to grow upward. They don't want to face down. So some specific plants do, but like basically lettuce, for example, wants to grow upwards. And now there is this hormone or this group of hormone called auxins. And this is, is uh, what the orbitropal effect uh, is actually really talking about. So or what it is about um, auxins. So these hormones are released when the plants are like hanging down um, and because they want to grow upwards. Uh, so those uh, hormones are released that increase the growth of the plants. And uh, okay, some might say, okay, maybe that's not a big difference, but it's actually, so the plants grow 30% faster with that. And that is a dramatic increase. Um, if you count like 30 days as a normal cultivation uh, circle or cultivation time, and then you have like just 21 days, uh, so you cut down nine days, that's, that's a big increase if you consider how many plants you can grow and how you can scale uh, the system. So uh, it really makes makes a big difference, the orbital. And this is really what, what the rotating drums are all about. And you have to say, like, this rotation, it's not, like, really fast. It's, like, a few degrees um, uh, all the time, or sometimes the plants are, yeah. like, staying still. Uh, so it's not, like, really fast, right? But it makes a big difference uh, for the plants. So, so let's let me come back around. I know, Luke, I'm sure you probably want to chime in here. Okay, but I want to come back around and frame this up a little bit. So, what you're saying is, is that you figured out that if you slowly rotate the plants, right, and you flip them upside down like they're doing a handstand, right, you you basically realign the plant's gravity matter, right, or better yet, we could say the effect of the gravity is, you know, the realignment of the plant is causing the plant to produce growth hormones that are making the plant grow faster because of this rotation, correct? Right. Just, for yes. just for everybody out there that's going, what? <laughs> because I guarantee you there's a whole lot of people on the other end of this broadcast are going, what? And are blown away by what you're saying. So how did you figure that guy? You know, I mean, again, Lucas, keep coming behind Jonas if you want, whatever. But how the hell did you figure that out? I mean, come on, lay it on me. Give me the secret sauce on that idea. Well, um, as Raphael also said, that it isn't our research that actually showed this effect in the first place. Um, it was known for a very long time that there is a so-called geotropism, um, which basically means plants grow upwards. Right. And um, if they don't face upwards anymore, then they change the direction, the, the direction they grow in so that they grow upwards again. And now the question that uh, the researchers at Fraunhofer Institute asked themselves, themselves was, um, 
if we change position over and over and over again, will they still try to grow upwards? And yeah, they will. But not only will they grow upwards, also will they release more home hormones to grow faster. And um, so really that research isn't our own research. Um, however, we want to participate in Jugendforscht in the next round. Uh, so Jugendforscht is um, translated as um, youth doing research right. or um, youth researching. Um, and there we want to submit a, um, a thesis, a work, a paper, um, that further elaborates on this matter and tries to better understand how exactly this works, because we still don't know. You have to consider the fact that these auxins, which cause the plants to grow faster, can also cause them to grow slower. And there are differences between uh, various plants. So some plants actually grow faster due to this effect, some grow slower. Um, for example, um, there is one auxin um, that is also used in herbicides because it can actually um, uh, hinder plants from growing faster. So you really gotta find out or we want to find out how this really works and what this is based on on a biological level. Yeah, and I, I think right now, the big thing is really applying it to vertical farming because you know there there are lots of vertical farming startups startups once you get into the industry you yeah. like really get to know some of the startups and it's magnificent what they do um but like they don't they use the or most of them use this conventional uh, system of growing them on different levels and so we applied the research to this vertical farming system and it shows uh or it shows a big improvement unreal <laughs> unreal <laughs> I, i'm trying to come up with the next question i don't even know if i got another one i mean you guys are leveling me right now this is so brilliant so because of what you've learned right and i'll throw another question at you guys because of what you've learned i mean what do you think that you know you talked about it briefly earlier about yield increase per acre in your system as compared to like what's going on field grown have you guys looked at that? Because I'm sure that's the first question a lot of these investors are going to ask you is like, what, you know, great, you've got this fancy system, but what, what are yes. you doing? What can you produce? So can you share a little bit about that? If you, if you can, if you can't, I understand. But if you wouldn't mind, just give us a little snippet of info. Yes, we can. Um, because we also want to maybe get other people to join the vertical farming community and to try it on their own. Um, so if you assume you have a cultivation period of 30 days, then speed it up by 30%. That's just 21 days left. Right. Um, if you grow um, with a cultivation period of 30 days, then you get an annual yield in a plantation of 15,768 plants. Um, it's probably not this exact number, but this is our own calculation. If you decrease the cultivation period to just 21 days, so by 30%, then you can grow an astonishing 22,526 plants per uh, year in one plantation. Um, that equals 872 plants, uh, kilograms of lettuce per square meter. 
while with 30 days you're at just 610 kilograms of lettuce per square meter. Unreal. Anybody else got a thought or you guys let, let the CEO so, drop the bomb there? So, so one more thing to notice that uh, the yield increase compared to agriculture, so uh, to conventional agriculture is enormous. Mm -hmm. So because like on one square meter, conventional agriculture can grow one square meter of plants, but on one square meter, we can grow so much more. And I think that's really important. Uh, about it's usually it's usually important because it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the broadcast about how we're going to make positive changes in this planet and actually get them done. Right. And your point's valid. We got 9.5 billion people to feed on this planet by 2050. And that didn't even count what I think we're going to be coming with the aliens because they're coming down before 2050. I'm sure of that, you know, they got to yeah. come see, they got to go see Elon anyway. Yeah. But nonetheless, you know, I mean, you, you make such a great point about that. Um, what and again, you touched on water a little bit, but your water usage, when you think about what you're doing, is so minimal because of the fact you've got them in a closed drum, you're recycling it, you're pushing it back through, right? So, can you talk a little bit about you know water usage compared to what's going on outside as well, just to frame it yeah. up a little more in detail? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, for us. Uh, from so our motivation is uh, lo a lot of like water scarcity and so on so sure. with plantation we really wanted to uh, cut down the water usage because it's a big problem in the agricultural business and like as we explained um, using aeroponics really makes this possible so I already said that we have 95% less water usage uh, in the plantation for the same amount uh, of lettuce, but like in like real numbers, what does that mean? Like for example, conventional agriculture uses up about 240 liters of uh, water per kilogram of lettuce. Mm -hmm. For us, that's five liters of water. And if you think about it uh, on the scale of like tons, thousands of ton, tons of lettuce, that's an enormous enormous uh, advantage and decrease in water usage, usage. So that's really, really important. Unbelievable. Rafi, you got anything you want to throw on it? Mm, yeah, I'd like to highlight the importance of that. So we talked about water uh, droughts and uh, water scarcity and so on. And actually, when you're facing like problems like this, it is so important to actually save that water and not to just like pump it into the fields. Um, that's why our approach with those just five liters that you need compared to like a normal field is like pretty much the solution, in our opinion, to this problem. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nelia Alamo at Calavo. Thanks for listening to Todd Versations. At Calavo, we are the family of fresh. For almost 100 years, our passion has been bringing delicious and nutritious food to your table. From tasty, wholesome produce to our freshly prepared foods, Calavo is a global leader in the finest quality produce and a pioneer of healthy, fresh-cut fruits, vegetables, and prepared foods. Whether it's our farm-fresh avocados, tomatoes, Hawaiian papayas, or chef-inspired solutions including fresh-cut fruits, veggies, guacamole, and much more, Calavo takes pride in delivering our fabulously fresh products every day. It's our promise from our foodie family to yours. 
Check us out at Calavo.com and learn why we are excited about your fresh possibilities ahead. So let's, you know, so we're looking at putting these things into, I would imagine, grocery stores. These things could go into hospitals. These things, I mean, this system, because it's not massive, I mean, they really can go in a lot of places, which I think is really, really cool because you're, you know, one of the big things that, that, that people talk about a lot is food miles, bringing the food closer to people, you know, and, and being able to, to, to cut down transportation costs and cut down that carbon footprint, all these other things. So it's just amazing to me. I got to imagine at this point, guys, and I, you know, we're going to have a little bit of fun. I got to imagine at this point that you're kind of the golden boys out there right now, the venture capital people. There's a lot of people wearing suits calling you and talking to you and this and that, I would imagine. You're probably a big deal at school right now because you got this crazy idea. I imagine your siblings probably are getting a little bit annoyed with you in some ways with what you're going on. I mean, how does it feel to have so much um, energy and positivity around you with this idea? It's got to be inspiring. So, um, well, I think to separate it into different questions. So, first of all, my um, siblings are not annoyed. They don't live in our house anymore. They are um, <laughs> adults. Um, besides that, my brother uh, just doesn't like that I am always doing something and always saying, yeah, well, I don't have that much time. Um but um, because he thinks it's like hilarious considering my age, but whatever. Um, we I love are it. Not really the golden boys of the venture capital world. Um, however, we not are yet. in touch with um, not yet um, <laughs> with two venture capitalists or former uh, venture capitalists um, who help us as uh, sparring partners um, who are there to give us feedback to support us. Um, and to just talk about our ideas and possible new approaches. Um, and yeah. Um, what I think. Sorry. Uh, yeah. For for my brother. Um, so I have two brothers as well. And so, like, my one brother was uh, pretty annoyed today because I basically kicked him out of the room <laughs> for for ah. two hours. Uh, <laughs> so, but other than that, uh, it's it's all good. Uh, yeah. I love it. Sorry, Lucas. I love okay, so what I think is really important is our environment at school because um, our teachers are very supportive. Um, for example, you have to get their, uh, you have to get teachers' allowance uh, or permission um, to attend um, outer curricular extracurricular events mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like for example this uh, one Werner ceremony we attended two weeks ago with plantation and so they really give us all these permissions to really support us there they're saying yeah well keep me um, up to date um, tell us what's going on um, our German teacher wants to publish an article in the school's own um, newspaper um, and so I think that is very important that we get all this support at school, especially because also our biology teacher, for example, is helping us with a uh, with an application for funding from um, youth researching or Jugendforscht as it's actually called. Uh -huh. um, and I think that is key to um, our motivation. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Rafi, you got anything? 
And I was just gonna say like, we're all like getting like motivated also from people. And um, it was pretty much like we had this um, competition where we had to like collect votes and so on. And um, actually we got so much, uh, so much support from our school and the students there. So it's, That's awesome. it's pretty nice. I mean, has it, you know, I love it. I this is just so amazing to me. I mean, look, you're taking this idea and you're literally coming from a place as we established in the beginning of our time chatting together from your heart, which I think is incredibly important about how you're going to make contributions to change the world. Is it sunk in a little bit? I mean, as, as what you guys have accomplished and what we've talked about, even just what we've talked about today, has it kind of sunk in that you guys are going, hey, we are going to make a difference in this planet. We are going to make changes. Who knows? I mean, because look, you're on a path right now. You have no idea what the path's going to look like tomorrow, right? But you're still going to keep forging ahead. Has it sunk in a little bit? Is it getting, I mean, is it start to get more exciting as this thing gets going? Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, for me personally, sometimes it feels like really unreal, um, like what we're doing. But like most of the time, it's just heads down, um, work work on this thing and try to improve it. And like, uh, for me, I realize like these things, like what we're really doing and like uh, from the feedback that we get from other investors, like we got from you, uh, that was amazing. And yeah, so some of it's sunken, but some of it still feels pretty unreal. I love it. What do you think? Same thing for you, same thing for you other two? Just kind of, it's gotta be a wild ride. Yeah, definitely. So I'd say like um, it's new every single time. So you're getting to new levels, you uh, experience new things, and you feel more mature by day by day. And it's like pretty pretty nice to see this whole um, to see this whole thing evolving and changing throughout the years. And yes, definitely. So I also say like maybe in two years time we have like a way bigger perspective. We have we will have like so big changes in our mentality. I'd say so. Um, it's pretty, pretty interesting to be a part of this journey and to actually like do something bigger than ourselves. Unreal. Look, it's good. realize how real this has actually become in the past few months was probably the startup teams competition because you got to imagine there's this um, second round of the competition um, where you have to collect votes after a jury pre-selected certain business plans um you have to win in or get into third place at least um in an online voting and so you gotta talk to all your friends and connections if they could vote for you and in the first few days we were like oh we got so many votes we were gonna win but then we saw the first numbers and we were actually um just before the very last team um and we started to realize oh okay this is not going to work out if we're um, not increasing our efforts to actually get these votes in um so we talked to our um, head teacher our principal um who allowed us to um put these posters these flyers um up in school um on the walls and um yeah on the toilets um, so that you are forced to look at them um, and can't look anywhere else um, and we got some votes but it still didn't work out we were still in um, fourth place and we had to get into third place or uh, second place um, to make it into the next round um, so 
I really had to get out of my comfort zone and we decided that we would um, go through the whole school, um, visit every single class um, during lessons and stand in front of the whole class, which is not our own class, but some random class at school and explain to them why they should vote for us. Um, we collected, I think, like 280 votes that day or something like that. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't make it. But that really made me realize how real this competition is or this um, whole project is because now my name is really attached to this. There yeah. is no way back. Uh, every everyone at school knows okay he's working on this and when i'm occasionally being asked how does it go how is how's it going um i always think like okay well they really they still remember that's me and i can't get out of this anymore um so yeah my name's attached to that also when we talk to these venture capitalists that i mentioned um, then you really start to realize, okay, yeah, um, I they they take me seriously. Um, yeah. They want to help us, they support us, and now we got to deliver because this is real. Yeah, well, there's no look. You guys, you guys are you're you're not playing in the shallow end of the pool anymore. You guys are swimming out in the deep end now, and you've got an idea that is literally going to change the world. It really is. It's super powerful. It's super cool. It really is. So so let's frame it back up a little bit and just kind of come back around as we wind down our time together. I mean, so, you know, what's next? What's the vision for plantation? What, you know, give me kind of what your thoughts are on where you're going to head yes. and what's going to be next. Yeah. So basically for us three. So, I mean, we're still in school, right? So we have our like graduation, uh, so Abitur, it's called in Germany, uh, coming up uh, in 2024. But um, put that aside, we're like headed down on plantation um, right now. And we're, we're really trying to, to bring plantation forward, to build our plantations, to bring them into stores. And after school, we thought a lot about like, and really focusing on plantation and uh, trying to to really uh, evolve our vision and yeah, <laughs> I love it. Everybody else, I think Jonas nailed it. I think Jonas nailed it. I think you all nailed it. Let's be honest, you've nailed it for the last forty five minutes of talking. I'm blown. You, you guys have blown me out of the water. I am so incredibly impressed with the three of you. I am so incredibly impressed with the passion that comes out of you, um, let alone your vision, right? I mean, it, you know, it, 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 but the passion that's coming out of your heart, the passion in your words, coming from a place of wanting to do better for your generation and the generation below you and the generations in front of you is so unbelievably commendable. And it is so inspiring. I have to tell you, this has been an absolute blast to hang out with you guys. Yeah, thanks. It definitely was. Appreciate it. I'm super impressed. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, uh, you're welcome back anytime. I want you to come back. I want an update. We're going to do this. I want to see how you guys are doing. I want to follow you. If we have to vote, if you need people to help you vote on stuff, you let me know. We'll get it out across the world. We got a lot of people to pay attention to what we say. I'll get you. We'll stuff some ballot boxes. No more. No more. Not we're we're going to win everything going out from now. I'm going all in with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. 
It's just absolutely a pleasure. Folks, as I told you, Plantation, these three young gentlemen are going to change the world. And you got to see it right here first. Their very first podcast coming across here to the States, talking to people about what they're doing. This is what this platform is all about. This is what we need to be doing. Invest in our youth. Invest in these ideas. All you venture capital guys that are listening out here, oh, yeah, you better hurry up because the line's going to get long and they're going to get a lot more expensive. I can see it coming. Boys, I'm very proud of you. It's been my honor to have you on this broadcast. Absolutely mean that from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for having us. Uh, it's absolutely a pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Take care. Be good to each other. Remember, I talk about it all the time. Go inspire somebody. These kids are inspiring the hell out of me today. They better inspire you. Take care. Mm-hmm.